0: Stand up and worship. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for God. in signs and wonders I have resurrection power still the I'm not done Great up Gray around the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. choice, but to believe my doubts are burning, like ashes in the wind. So, so long to my old friends, burden and bitterness, you can just keep it moving. No, you ain't welcome here. the More time you guys
1: Lord, we come to you this morning joyfully singing your praises, Lord, singing your wonderful name. With every breath, Lord, we give you praise. With every breath, we thank you for your grace. With every breath, we thank you for your love. With every breath, we thank you for your mercy. Father God, you are faithful. You have been faithful from the beginning. From the beginning when the enemy deceived us in the garden, Lord, you said, I will bring my son to destroy you, Satan. And throughout the Old Testament, before Jesus is coming, you predicted his coming, and you were faithful to us that he came to save us, and dying for our sins. And three days later, proving that he is Messiah, that he is king, and that death has no sting, and that sin is defeated because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father, if you were faithful then, you are faithful still. We are faithfully believing in the second coming of Christ, where he is going to restore all things. We're not going to focus on the circumstances. doesn't mean we're going to ignore the realities of what's going on but we look upward, we look to the prize of Jesus Christ, we look to the golden streets of heaven where we forever and ever and ever get to sing your praises to your holy name. God, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you all glory and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Morningstar Fellowship, guys. We're glad that you're here. Let your neighbor know you're glad to see them as well. All right, well good morning everyone. Uh, Family, worship kids, you guys can head back to your classrooms if you haven't already. Um, Welcome to 11 o'clock service here at Morning Star Fellowship. We're glad that you're with us. Uh, If this is your first time with us, we'd love for you to fill out the card that's in the seat in front of you. Take it our welcome and next steps counter where we have a free gift for you and also information on how how you can get connected to the church here as well. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about here before we go into the announcements. Uh, first off, uh, this past weekend, uh, 57 teenagers went on a retreat to Camp Meadowland. Um, yeah. It was a great time. It was an impactful time. And there are just a few things, uh, a few people I want to uh, thank for it. First off, I want to give all glory and honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the weekend um, that he provided. I want to thank everyone here this uh this week who committed to praying for us, um, to those who donated scholarships to allow students to go. Uh, and now here are some specific people I want to thank. I want to thank Matt, Christina, and Sam Brown for stepping up last minute and saying, hey, we're willing to help cook meals for the entire weekend, so we thank you for them. Uh, I thank the following leaders, uh, my wife, Rachel, uh, Quincy and Lydia Rogers, Mari and Ron Cohen, Craig Bach, Nick Morgan, Aiden Lasser; Shay Reinhardt, Reinhardt and Joanna Childs for everything that they did this past weekend. Um, To all the parents trusting us to uh, be away with your kids for this weekend, so we thank you for that. Uh, And I also am thankful for all the students that came. uh, But I do want to thank some specific ones who helped step up when it was leading, whether it was in the kitchen or small groups In that. Uh, We have Elizabeth Beekle, Lauren Powers, Emma Paulus, Eva Frank, Sydney Young, Abigail Thomas, Avi Nice, Parker Gerhardt, Lynch Cohen, Vincent Sturdevant, Toby France, Dylan and Gavin Engelhart, Joe Guy Pell, Ryan Roman, and Travis Marcus. So, thank you guys. Um, <clears throat> another thing I want to talk about here, um, and it was just an update that came through. Um, we have a missionary, uh, Todd Broski, who uh, this is his home church, and uh, almost a year now he's in Romania-ish, or six months. I, I, it's been, he's there newish ish there. Um, but uh, he's been giving us some updates uh, in regards to the conflict that's going on in Ukraine, and we got two of them within the last 30 minutes, so I just want to share them with you here. Uh, Todd at 1031 this morning says, uh, it has honestly been a very uplifting, uplifting turn of events as we see many counter uh, counterattacks from the Ukrainians becoming very effective. What is going on in Ukraine right now is a David and Goliath story being played out before our eyes. As far as refugees, the only ones held back are the men as they are needed to amass and defend their homeland. Please pray for them as many of them allow their wives, children, and family members to pass into the neighboring com- countries. Thankfully, this battle plan of Putin's was not very thought out, and many of the Russian vehicles are running out of fuel and to continue towards the capital. Half of them don't even know where they're going, and there are also quite a few that do, do not wish any violence on the Ukrainian brothers. We held a prayer meeting uh, for Ukraine two nights ago. God is answering many prayers right now, and even the Russians and Ukrainians in other countries are united in calling out evil. Ukraine has Has by far the most evangelicals in our region. He then posted at 10.48 a.m., I actually just got back from ministry, and I am currently looking at the updates now on Ukraine. Apparently, Putin put nuclear deterrence on the table. What this means is since he believes that the Ukraine territory is part of Russia, he is basically claiming self-defense on the area and will use nuclear missile capabilities if he wants to. Much of what we are seeing, though, is a madman at this point. He is, he is losing in Ukraine by not being able to take it, take, it, take it within the week he started. There was not swift victory, and history shows us that when Hitler couldn't conquer Britain, he attacked elsewhere. Please pray, pre, pre, please pray <laughs> this doesn't happen, and pray for over the 3,000 Russians in Russia that got arrested protesting the Ukrainian so, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters over there. Um, we pray for Ukraine as they continue to fight. Um, I know this may seem unpopular, but let's pray for Putin that he turn, that the Lord turns his heart and that this war will end. So, if you guys would join me in prayer this morning as we pray for that, and we pray for Pastor John as he delivers the message to us this morning. Father God, we thank you for today. <clears throat> we thank you for the... Uh, freedom by, by your grace to gather here this morning, Lord. Father, we thank you for the update that Todd provided for us as he's a missionary in Romania and, and watching closely what's going on in Ukraine. Father God, it is amazing to see the Ukrainian people unite and to defend their homeland, Lord. Uh, Father, I pray we pray for them. Uh, we pray for everyone there, Lord God. We pray for our missionaries that are there in Ukraine right now as well, Lord God. Father, we pray only you can do this, Lord. And we pray in asking that you change the heart of Vladimir Putin, that you soften his heart, that he turns away from doing all this evil, Lord God. We ask that you show mercy in this situation, Father. Father, we pray over Pastor John this morning as he gets ready to deliver your word here this morning, Lord God. Holy Spirit, give him the the power and the conviction that he needs to speak truth and love to us today, Lord God. And I pray that we walk out of here this morning asking ourselves, do we really desire the kingdom of God? And I pray that all of us in here desire to put you first, Jesus, so we can go out there and share the good news of who you are. God, we give you all glory and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: he's omnipotent which means he's all powerful our god is omnipotent there is no storm no chaos more powerful than god's power he can't be undone where do we get our confidence from in people it may fail in ourselves it may grow faint and weird even in our titles and places, that might change. And we may look different. We may have a different title, a different responsibility. But nothing changes the power and the glory of Jesus Christ.
1: Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us here at Morningstar Fellowship. Here are this week's announcements. Tonight, we are turning the stage. No, I don't mean we're physically turning the stage. What I mean is that we are going to be cleaning the stage and painting the stage, and we need your help. If you're available tonight at 5 p.m., please join us here at the Town location to help us clean and paint. We recently launched our Foster Closet, and the purpose of the Foster Closet is to help foster families within their first 48 hours of meeting. For more information, please call the number on the screen. Sign-ups for our women's conference are officially live. To register for this event, please visit our website or the app. On Sunday, March 27th, we will be having a night of celebration, and we want to encourage all of you from the church to come join us that evening starting at 5.30 p.m. We'll have appetizers and desserts for everyone, and this is just the time to celebrate what the Lord has done through us here in 2021 and what we have a vision for for 2022. We want to thank everyone, we want to celebrate with everyone because we are We are the church. So join us again on Sunday, March 27th, starting at 5.30 p.m. For more information or details about this event or any events that we have talked about here, please visit our website or the app. Here at Morningstar Fellowship, we believe in being joyful givers, and there are many ways that you can give. You can give in person by dropping off your tithe and offering at the red box. You can give on our website or the app, or you can text the word give to the number on the screen. We thank everyone for their generosity. Now, here's Pastor as we continue our series, Upside Down.
2: My church will be salt. My church will be light. The darker it gets, the brighter my church is going to get. If we will surrender, if we will hunger, if we will thirst, if we'll cry out, if we'll say, Jesus, I need you more than I've ever needed you before. I believe it's just not another sermon. It's just not, oh, we got to go through the series in Matthew chapter 5. I believe it's timely. I believe it's on point. I believe Jesus is speaking to us today, and he's telling everyone. Right here, I've got world changers. Well, good morning. How you doing in this chaotic? confused, sinful, violent, mixed-up Bible prophecy being fulfilled world today. How you doing? Amen. Somebody said, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's happening. But we're the church. Amen? What can be shaken is going to be shaken. What cannot be shaken cannot be shaken We're the church of Jesus Christ. Our solid rock is Jesus Christ. We're standing firm on the solid rock, Jesus Christ, no matter what takes place. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good to be with you today. We're back in Matthew chapter 6. We've been for a number of months in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to get right back into it today. We have about another month to go into this series, Upside Down, and the greatest sermon ever a series of sermons by the greatest preacher teacher Jesus Christ and today he's really asking us some questions and and really with that question you know we have to make decisions we have to make some choices and always there's consequences to our decisions and choices and so he's talking about our hearts he's talking about treasure and here in Matthew chapter 6 Jesus is talking about this strange thing called mammon. What in the world is mammon? And we need to make a choice. Are we going to trust God or are we going to trust the things of this world? That's what he's talking about this morning. And I thought about Jim Morris. Jim Morris, 1999, he's 35 years old. He's a high school science teacher in a very, very small town in Texas. And he's also the high school baseball coach of a ragtag baseball team, and, well, the team loses their first two games, and he gives them a challenge to make a choice to believe, and he says, if you make or if you win the district championship, and then I will, and what's the I will part that he will do? Well, they had noticed that their 35-year-old coach, his arm was still pretty lively, Go back in his life, he was a top draft pick in 1983 by the Milwaukee Brewers. As a pitcher, he never made it above A ball because he couldn't control his pitches. He was oft injured in 1989 at the age of 25. A doctor operated on him, took out a major deltoid muscle, and said, you're never going to pitch again. But here's, here it is, 1999. And so his kid says, if we win the district championship, the temporary Devil Rays are having open tryouts in our area, and you're going to try out. They won the championship. You know the story. You probably saw the movie in 2002, The Rookie, Dennis Quaid, played the part. There's some things we don't know about Jim. He tried out for the Devil Rays, you know. He made the major leagues at 35 years of age. He pitched in the major leagues for the next several years, but at that point in his life in 1999, he was in dire straits. He was in financial need. He was going under. He was married, had three children. They were going to lose their home. And he thought, you've got to get the backstory. He absolutely thought his need was money. Say it with me, money. I just need some more money. If I get some more money, my life is going to turn around. I'm going to be saved. It's going to be okay And what he found out was this, he needed to believe God and trust God, and he needed to make a choice, am I going to obey God and do what God is calling me to do, to do? So God had put it in his heart to take that step of faith. The thing is this, he thought it was money if I just get some more money, but the thing is this, obey God, and then the money will follow. I want you to hear that. Obey God, and then the money will follow. God's provision always follows obedience. God's provision always follows obedience. Because the thing is, God is our source. Can somebody say amen to that? God's our so- I'm going to talk about money this morning because Jesus was talking about money. And if Jesus talked about money and says, we need to know some things, who we can trust and who we can't trust and what to do and what not to do. I think we need to talk about it. And I've talked about it over the years. And many times when we talk about money in church, people get uncomfortable. So I want to help you not to be uncomfortable. So say it with me again. Money. Money. Say it with me again. Money. See, you're not doing too well. Just just humor me. I want you to smile now when we say money this time. Say, Money. Oh, you're getting better. Help me out up there. Money. You know, you know we got to get that idea, you know, that money. It's okay. How many, not a trick question, you enjoy money? Raise your hand. See, some of you are afraid to raise your hand. Raise your hand. You enjoy money. How many plan on going out to lunch after church today? How are you going to pay for that lunch? with money. Say it with me, money. Yeah, I'm going to say more about that here in just a minute, but you are get the idea here. And so here it is. God's provision always follows obedience. Obedience. Stand with me if you would. And the big idea today is from Scripture, the words of Jesus, where your treasure is, that your heart, your wishes, your desires, all that in which your life centers will be also, will be also. So let's take our Bibles and, uh, What I was just saying, you're going to get a little better picture of and understanding of in just a moment. We're going to break down verses uh, 19 through 25 right here in Matthew chapter 6. But let's allow the Lord to speak to us today. Let's say it. This is my Bible. This is the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. When I read and hear the Word, faith comes to my spirit. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God it will change my life. I'll never be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Let's read our scripture here so we can look at three points that Jesus is making, I believe, in the text today. Matthew six nineteen through 24 Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye, and if therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he'll hate the one, love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. There it is. What in the world is mammon? So number one, we're going to ask ourselves some questions today. The first question is this. Will mammon rule you and me? How do we break that spirit of mammon? So what is mammon? Well, let's get an idea. Years ago, in politically less correct times, before all things Christian were really taken out of our public schools, many high school students were required to read John Milton's epic poem, Paradise Lost. Now, that's even before I was in high school, even though I read it growing up. We we had that book, but John Milton's Paradise Lost. You see, in this poem, it painted a, a detailed portrait of hell. In it, Milton showed Satan and as a fallen commander-in-chief, surrounded by his demon generals, and these generals had names, and we recognize these names. I'm going to list them right now from uh, ancient Old Testament uh, idol-worshiping culture that we see mentioned in the Bible in the Old Testament, names such like Molech and Dagon and Astarte and Arisus and Baal. These idols that were worshipped in these cultures that we see listed in the Old Testament. But Milton's poem also depicts another demon standing side by side with Satan, and that demon's name is Mammon. And here Jesus talks about Mammon. So Mammon is an Aramaic word that essentially means riches. Riches. The Assyrians got the concept of a God of wealth from their neighbors, the Babylonians, and, and that city was founded on pride and arrogance. How many of you remember the Tower of Babel, Genesis chapter 11? Pride, arrogance, we will be as God. So at his heart, the attitude of Mammon says, man doesn't need God. We're self-sufficient. We don't need God, we're self-sufficient. This is what the spirit of mammon tries to tell us. You don't need God, trust in riches, riches. So, mammon is an unholy spirit that rests on money. And maybe you don't realize, but there's a spirit that rests on money. It's either the spirit of God or it's the spirit of mammon. Money says, or money that has been submitted to God. I want you to hear this. And his purpose has The spirit of God on it, the anointing of God. Money that's been submitted to God. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You believe God's your source. You believe that everything he's placed in your hands is his. You submit your finances to God. Money that's been submitted to God is anointed by God. That's why it multiplies and cannot be consumed by the devourer. I want you to be encouraged by that. Because many of you are being wise stewards. I'm going to talk about stewardship in just a minute. And that means that we manage what God has put in our life. But, but you're being wise stewards and, and you're saving or maybe investing for the future. That you believe that, you know, uh, you're, you're going to see your money multiply. And you're investing in the future because someday you're not going to be working full time. How many you realize you're getting older? Yeah. You're doing all you can. I'm trying to be wise. I'm investing. I've submitted my finances to God. Yes, I tithe, and yes, I give. And here I am investing and saving for the future. And then you're looking at the stock market yesterday, the day before, last week. It doesn't look so good, right? Come on, how many see that? Come on. I'm going to tell you, yeah, thank you. I looked at that. It doesn't look so good. Then I look at this. I've submitted all of that to God. I've honored God, and the devourer can't have it because he didn't give it to me. God is our source in Jesus' name. Amen? Come on. Somebody say amen to that. Is fear going to rule me, or is the Spirit of God going to rule me? Hallelujah. I'm totally convinced that money that has been submitted to God Wealth that is devoted to God to serving him rather than replacing him is blessed by God. His spirit blesses it. Then on the other hand, money that has not submitted to God has the spirit of mammon on it or the anointing of Satan, an unholy spirit on it. And we see Satan's anointing taking place in our world today. It's obvious. Is an anointing. That's why people... Often try to manipulate or control others with money. That's why people think money can bring them happiness or fulfillment. Mammon is basically the spirit of this world, and the spirit of this world is a liar because Satan is a liar. It tells us why Jesus. He says it's possible to serve Mammon instead of God. It's possible for Mammon to rule your life. It's possible. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he'll hate the one, love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot, I cannot, we cannot serve God and mammon. So the thing is, mammon wants to rule. Mammon is looking for worshipers. It will promise you everything but deliver us nothing. Jesus says mammon tries to take the place of God. And mammon promises those things that only God can deliver. I'm talking about the blessings of God, the favor of God. Mammon says, you know what? I can give those things and it cannot because God gives security. God gives significance. God gives identity. God gives independence. God gives power. God gives freedom. Mammon can't give us any of those things. Mammon tries to tell us money's the answer to every problem. So we see Mammon is the system of the fallen world that we're living in right now. Mammon stands in opposition to the kingdom of God. Mammon tells us buy and sell. God says sow and reap. Mammon says cheat and steal. God says give and receive. But more than anything, mammon desires to rule. How's the Antichrist? You know, we're living in a day right now. And we're looking into the future and I believe that future is closer than we ever thought possible, there's going to be a seven-year tribulation, and the last three and a half years, the Great Tribulation. We're hearing now of a new world order, the Great Reset. There's going to be a one-world government, and the Antichrist, how will he try to rule in his brief time of power? It'll be through economics. People won't be able to buy, sell, travel, live life, basically, unless they receive the economy of the Antichrist, the mark of the beast. And I don't say that to discourage you. I say that to dis- encourage you. When we see these things on the horizon, getting ready to take place into the future, the church of Jesus Christ, look up, focus on Jesus, because your redemption draws nigh. Jesus is coming soon, and I'm looking for Jesus. Amen? How many's looking for Jesus? Hallelujah. But until he comes, we are to occupy. We are to speak truth. We are to be salt. We are to be light. We are to carry on, push back the kingdom of darkness. We are to exalt Jesus Christ. We are to do all that we can do before we leave this planet Earth. But one day, we're going to leave. Amen? Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. So Mammon wants to rule. So mammon and money are not the same thing. They're not synonymous, not the same thing at all. I want you to hear, money is not inherently evil. And, and there's some Christians that are still struggling with this. First, Timothy 6:10 says, "For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For the what? For the what? Well, I want to hear it again, please. Thank you for cooperating. For the what? See, it's the love of money is the root of all. It's not money. Jesus isn't telling us money is evil. Money is bad. We're to hate money. He's saying if we love God, we'll hate mammon, which is the greedy, selfish, lying, deceiving, antichrist-like spirit that operates through money worship, the love of money. And both God and mammon are always talking to us, you and me. Every time we're praying about giving sacrificially, to the Ministry of Morning Star Fellowship, to another ministry, to, to another work of the kingdom. Mammon is, I sorry to say, whispering in her ear, but sometimes shouting in her ear. When, when we're praying and we're thinking about, you know what, I'm going to give sacrificially. I want to sow seed into that ministry. I want to see God do this in this ministry. I want to be you know, doing something in this part of the world. Mammon's going to scream in the ear. What in the world are you thinking? You can't afford to do that. Are you crazy? Man, you have a mortgage. You have kids in college. You've got to buy gas for your pickup. That's $100. Milk is $45 a gallon. I don't know. But if you say mammon's going to lie to you and scare you, you can't do that. How do you know, Pastor? Yeah, I've heard mammon before. I've heard the Spirit of God saying, just wait and see what I can do. Trust me. Amen. Amen. Do you want real riches? Do we want true riches today? So choosing between God and mammon. Let's look at Luke chapter 16, verse 9 through 13. Jesus says in this portion of Scripture, on the same topic, subject, choosing between God and mammon. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also a much, therefore, if you have not been faithful on the unrighteous Mammon, who will commit to your trust through riches? And if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can t- serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other, or else be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon. There it is again. He says it again. Hear Jesus. Is calling mammon unrighteous, not money. But the spirit that can rest on money that is unrighteous. Money can be used for unrighteous or righteous purposes. It can be used for temporal or eternal purposes. Money that has been submitted to God, blessed by God. It can be used for good to bless others. The ultimate use of our money. We're to use our money. For that which is eternal, eternal. That's the ultimate use of our money, for good, for that which is eternal. So take a moment, look around the room right now. Look around. Look in the back, look up in the balcony, look around the room. <coughs> Excuse me, look at everything. What do you see in here that's going to last eternally forever? What do you see? Come on, you guys are sharp. I know. Who said that? Say it louder. People, the human soul lasts forever. We're going to invest in something that will last forever. That is nothing else will last. Nothing lasts for all eternity. The only thing that we see that's going to last forever are people. If you use your money to bring people to Christ. He says, they will welcome you into heaven when you die. Hallelujah. Let's use our money to affect people. Let's use our money so they hear the gospel. Jesus doesn't say money will welcome you. He says that friends that you make will receive you into an everlasting home. And I believe with all of my heart. That's why we're giving. And that's why we're submitting our finances to the lord one day when you get to heaven one day when i get to heaven one day when we get to heaven as morning star fellowship we're going to be received into heaven because we gave we gave to the ministry we gave to missionaries we're going to be received by people who are in heaven today from upper bucks county southern lehigh we're going to be received by people from montgomery county and Pittsburgh. we're going to be received by people in philadelphia Haiti, Honduras, the Dominican, Tanzania, Africa, Central Europe, South America, the Caribbean. We're going to be received by people because you gave and I gave. They heard the message, they got saved, and their lives were changed for all of eternity. Come by. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's an investment with the greatest dividends possible right there. People. 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 Think about this. This Jesus, who we know when we're serving and worshiping today, Jesus turned the water into wine. And Jesus is the only one who can turn money into souls. Praise God. He can transform unrighteous mammon into real, true riches. Verse 19 Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. See, when we use money for righteous purposes, godly purposes, we're laying up treasures in heaven. This is why I want to be and want you to be a wise steward. What is a steward? Stewardship the Bible talks about. Just being a manager, recognizing that everything in our life is from God. What he's placed in our hands, we're to use for the honor and the glory of God and manage it for the honor and the glory of God. Of God. You see, I want to use it to invest in churches and ministries that are investing in people. I want my money to be used in helping people and loving people and feeding people and educating people and equipping people and saving people and setting people free. This is why we as Morningstar Fellowship, and here's just to name a few, just a few. We partner, as many of you know, with Convoy of Hope every month We partner with them one day to feed the world. Convoy of Hope, investing in people. That's what we're talking about. Convoy of Hope is feeding around the world, educating around the world, and they're teaching and leading people to Christ around the world now. 400,000 children in our world. We're part of that. Amen? Amen. Come on, does that excite somebody? 400,000 children being fed, being educated, and hearing, and being taught a Christian education about Jesus around the world. World Serve, Water Wells, in Africa, we've invested into that. We've partnered with Gil and Dolphy. Gil and Dolphy is going to be here the first Sunday of April, giving us a window and just an update what's going on, but uh, uh, Gil... is the African tribesman that came to Christ over 20 years ago. Dolphy is the missionary that was there. And and Gil, God got a hold of his life, delivered him, set him free. He became educated. He is the conduit reaching those tribes in Africa, bringing water well bringing a church, bringing a school, and they can't get a water well without the church and without the school. You want the water, and they're desperate for water. You're going to receive the living water Jesus Christ. We're a part of that. Hallelujah. Tribes are being reached. People are being saved that never even heard the name of Jesus. We've been there, been a part of that, seen that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then this year, and we're going to talk more about this, but every Easter, man, we we had a good crowd, the first service, and and this service is growing. But Easter, we believe you're going to invite somebody, and we're going to be packed Easter Sunday. And that's the biggest service we usually have, and we designate a project, a missions project, and we give it all away, keep nothing for any of the needs here. And so we believe, you know, convoy of Hope last year, I think it was 60-some thousand dollars. We, we're designated, we want a partner, we are every month already with David and Sheri Dominguez and they are heading up the Dream Center in Philadelphia. Man, it's great to go around the world, but America is going to hell very quickly and America needs Jesus Christ. And we can't give up on America, church. Come on. And they're wanting to get this facility that the Catholic Church shut down, oh, at least 10 years ago. It takes up a city block, what a prime piece of property, just a couple blocks past Kensington, because they're reaching the area of Kensington, and how many know Kensington is desperately lost and decaying, and it looks more like a third world country every day. I was there a few years ago, but we went back in, in, in the fall to see what David and Sheree are doing and what they want to get and what they are, are asking churches to help them, them just purchase this from the diocese. And the diocese really wants them to get this property, but they got to work on a price, and we're going to be part of that. And so uh, we were there uh, late fall and seeing this uh, block, a, a huge Catholic church, And and there was housing at one time for nuns and housing for the priest and a a large school. And and they have a ministry of of not only reaching those addicted by drugs, but after school and educational program and a feeding program and and a clothing program and also the ministry of church and the gospel. And so we were there and even a couple blocks from there, you know, we're driving on the street and this is like November on a. Tuesday or Wednesday, Teresa and I, and the car in front of us slams on its brakes. And we slammed on the brakes. And and, and the guy pops the trunk of his car, nice white Mustang. Yeah, I I, I know this car. And he jumps out of the car, no license plate on the car, reaches in the trunk and pulls out a rifle. And he stares at Teresa and me. And Teresa says, what are we going to do? And I, I, I won't tell you what I said. I just said, I have a gas pedal. He has a gun, I have a gas pedal. But in Jesus' name. And he looked at us, jumped back in his car, and just speeds off, weaving in our traffic. And, and we're trying to tell the policeman who was parked in the middle there. And I says, oh, forget it. You're asking too many questions. He's long gone. He's long gone. And so we, we are visiting with David and Cherie. And he says, let's look at Kensington, the whole area. And, and how many, raise your hand again. How many has been to Kensington area there? It's sad, isn't it? It's sad. Yeah, people shooting up right there on the sidewalk, getting high. It's open. Everything's open. But it was 1 o'clock. And this is the picture and the word that came to me because all of a sudden I said, looks like huge herds of zombies. Where are they going? It was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And the people, I'm not exaggerating, church, look like zombies. And they're rushing And and to get, where are they going, I said to David. You know, it's sad. They look like zombies rushing. He says, oh, it's free drug day. They're going to a certain corner, and the dealer's going to give them free drugs, so they get hooked on this drug and want to get this drug. Philadelphia's going to hell, and we can do something about it, church. We think we can't, we can I still serve a God of miracles. I serve a God that delivers. I serve a God that sets free. I serve a God that heals. It was a nice little song I sang about it today. I was going to hell one day. He saved my life. He's no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I'm believing because we've been there almost before. Together, we're going to have a heart so they can get that dream center really going at full measure, full throttle, we're going to raise, this is what I'm believing for Easter Sunday, $70,000. How many of you want to believe in me? We can do that. Amen? Come on. We're going to give sacrificially. The spirit of mammon is going to tell you you can't do that. And you're going to say to the spirit of mammon, yes, I can in Jesus' name. Just watch me. The spirit of mammon is going to tell us we can't do that. I've already spoken to him says, yes, we are in Jesus' name. Now I want to say this. I'm believing that we're going to. Give $70,000. Someone asked me the other day, and they said, just may we remain anonymous, but what are you believing for? And I said, I'm believing we're going to give $70,000. And they said, we will match that up to $70,000. Come on. Somebody say praise God. Amen. 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 Lives are being changed, not only for now, but for all of eternity. And this is why the enemy of our soul works so hard to corrupt and distort our thinking about money. The devil knows. Come on. God can take temporal money and turn it into eternal souls. He knows the more that we give and the more that we obey the kingdom of darkness is going to fail. I want us to believe because I believe hell is being plundered by our giving and our offerings. We are seeing God move every time we give. Amen? It's not how much we have that matters is whose it is. If we belong to God, it's his money, not ours. We're just the stewards. We're just the managers of it. This is why Jesus tells us we need to be faithful in what is someone else's. It's not mine. It's his. And each new day brings a new test of my stewardship. So God speaks to us about our money, and so does that spirit of mammon. So here's the question. Who's your master? Who are you listening to today? And then here's the last point. Mammon has friends, friends of mammon. Here's just two friends right now. The spirit of poverty, that's a spirit that has corrupted the church of Jesus Christ for too long. And somebody should say amen to that. The spirit of poverty, that spirit will cause you and me to be ashamed of the blessings of God. Ashamed of the blessings of God. Oh, that's a nice house. Well, you know, we try to explain that away. Ashamed of the blessings I, I, That's a nice car. Ashamed of the blessings of God. Oh, what a nice jacket. I got this on sale. It was only ten dollars. Well, the truth is that, that I did get this jacket on sale. It was only ten dollars. I'm gonna tell you, I'm telling you the truth there. That was the truth. But how many here I'm trying to say? You hear that? Ashamed of the blessings of God. When you are an obedient, generous giver, the blessings of God will come upon you. I want you to hear this. You're going to be filled with a love like you never experienced before. You're going to have a peace like you never had before. You're going to have a purpose that you only find in God. The blessings of God will come upon you. You're going to have a power. You're going to have a security. You're going to have a contentment. You're going to be significant. And the finances will also come. the devil can't stop it. I want you to believe that. Then there's the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride tells you, what? I've earned it. It's my hard work. It's my ingenuity. I've done all of this. It's my talent. I made it happen. See, pride is self-exaltation. The spirit of pride says wealth comes from my hard work. The spirit of poverty says wealth comes from the devil. I want you to hear that, man, that my devil He's not my devil. My God is a blesser. My God is a giver. My God is good. The devil is a thief and a liar and a taker. The devil doesn't know how to bless. The devil doesn't bring increase. The devil always brings decrease. My God's good, amen? The devil doesn't know how to bless anyone. God doesn't speak to us through guilt and condemnation. Now, how do we relate to things? God uses things to test our heart and reveal what's inside. And God will use our stuff to test us. And God will use other people's stuff to test us. How do we respond? Here's a test to other people's blessings. Praise God. We were just able to get this brand new home. Praise God. Well, we're going to be tested. How do we respond? Wow. I like to have a home like that. How come I don't have a home like that? Oh, the Lord blessed me. We got a new car. We need a new car i like to have a new car. How come we don't have a new car right now? Praise God. God's blessing us with children. We want children, and we've been told we can. Yeah, see, those testings that come, testings that come into our life. Yeah, how do we respond? See, the 10th commandment says you shall not covet your neighbor's stuff. That's what it says. The word covet means to set your heart upon, and that's closely related, closely to the Greek word lust. Oh, you hear this. We can have things. I think some of you start thinking, well, wait a minute. We can have things. Say with me things. We can have stuff. You can have lots of stuff, lots of things. You can have nice things, lots of nice things. Say with me again things. Say with me stuff. You got to do it like the money. You got to smile. Say with me stuff. Say with me things. You can have things. You can have stuff, lots of things, lots of nice stuff. But here's the catch. As long as things and stuff, they don't have you. Amen? God says, I want to trust you with things. I want to trust you with stuff. But don't let those things become your source and get a hold of you. See, it's a heart matter. we are going to keep going after God. So here's the action step. Evaluation. Ask yourself. Let's ask yourself these questions. Am I looking to God, to meet my needs? Do I get angry or resentful with people who don't help me as I want them to help me? Do I blame other people for my circumstances? Am I a blamer? And, and here's a real problem, Mary, for you, and, and I kind of was right there just now, the comparison trap. Don't fall into the comparison trap. Mm-mm. God's working in your life. He's working in other people's life. As I said, God's a giver, God's good, he's a blesser, God is a provider, Satan is a thief, Satan is a destroyer, Satan is a liar. So here's the verse I want to stand with. Stand with me if you would, please. And it's, I think it's been hard for some of us to receive, but you'll receive this because God's our source. God knows what day we're living in, and he's not surprised. He's still our source. God doesn't change. Today is full of changes. My God is consistent. My God is faithful. Amen. And here's what we need to receive right here. Deuteronomy chapter 8, 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power To get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. I'm gonna tell you, that's why Satan lies. He's afraid for a man or a woman to surrender to the Lord, submit all of they have in their life to the Lord, finances to the Lord, and say, God, I want to honor you in my finances. I want to sow and invest into souls, into people, into your kingdom. I'm blessed to be a blessing as you bless me. I want your heart, Lord. I want to received into heaven by people that said, I am a soul that was saved. I'm here because of you. How many would say, yeah, that's what I want to see happen. I want God to do that in me and through me. How many would say yes, yes, yes. Yes. It's only God that can do that. And when we do that, Satan's afraid. I think we need to make him a lot more afraid than he is. I like it when Satan's afraid. Not you afraid, not me afraid. Satan's afraid. He's afraid. Because there's a sleeping giant getting ready to wake up. And it's the church of Jesus Christ in America. We're going through a little test. We're going through a pushback. We're going through a little challenge, not like our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine, but we've been through something, and I think the church of Jesus Christ is getting serious and surrendered and getting ready to wake up and say, God, we believe you. God, we trust you. God, we're going to obey you. God, we're going to plunge hell itself. We're going to push back the darkness. We are going to be salt. We're going to be light. We are going to be representatives of you in our day and in our time, Lord, on this planet. Church, wake up. Satan's afraid. Let's pray. I ask this question every Sunday. I ask it in the first service. And immediately, a young man, husband father's hand, went up in the first service. And he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. I'm so thankful. He talked to me. After the service about it, Jesus came into his life. Maybe that's where you're at today. I don't know. I have a heavenly mandate and responsibility to ask you that life question. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Have you given your life to him? Is he taking away your sin? are desiring to have a relationship with Him and follow Him, have purpose and significance in this life, and then you're going to experience eternal life, eternity forever and ever and ever. Is the last Sunday of February going to be the first day of the rest of your life? Will you accept Christ today? And if you know in your heart and your life, I need Jesus, just raise your hand with me right now like that man did in the first service and say, I want Christ, I need Christ. I'm going to look around for a moment. Thank you. Praise God. There's a man in the back right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. God knows. God knows. He knows your journey. He knows your questions. He knows our fears. He knows our failures. And right now, He's going to step into your life in a huge way. I'm going to ask. If you're part of the prayer team, would you come? Maybe you have a prayer concern. Just everything going on in the world, maybe in your life, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your health. Let's pray together, and this young man's coming into the kingdom of God right now. I'm excited about that. Anybody else excited about that right here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for loving me and planning for my salvation. Right now, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. And right now, I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me and become my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Take away my sin. It's my desire to live for you, to follow you from this day and for all of eternity. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
0: be close to you, oh God, it's you, you made everything, make all things Oh, Lord, we bless you. It's so good to be in your house today. God, I pray that you would go with us, that you would go before us this week. That you would have your way in our lives. Father, And we bless you and we bless this people in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, church. Have a great week.